friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. So have you ever been in a spaceship? Don't try this at home. Secrets of Area 51 Revealed. I'm from Sirius. Sirius 8, not Sirius B. Who are you, ha? Uh -huh. Yeah, hey. Mama. It's time to open your eyes, open your mind, and shift your paradigm. You're tuned in to the very first episode of All Night with the Living Geeks for 2022. That's right, we're a podcast in which we investigate and discuss high strangeness and the weird world in which we live. I'm your host, Taylor, and across the virtual desk for me tonight is my brother, Sev. Sev, how you doing? Good evening. I'm great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to my brother, to all of our listeners. I'm so glad you could join us here on the, um, the, the episode tonight. I think it's going to be a great one. Uh, how are you doing? I'm I'm well. It's been um, it's been a great uh, bit of time off from work. Mm. Uh, you know, being able to kind of take the last two weeks of the year uh, to just kind of be with the family and celebrate the holidays and everything. Um, Christmas was lovely. It was mm. great to see everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, got some cool stuff. Mm. You celebrated a birthday. Mm, yes, yes. I think I'm 43. You are? Yeah, if I can do the math. Um, so, yeah. And... Uh, had a really great time. Got some great gifts, uh, especially yeah. from you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm glad you liked your uh, your birthday gift. I know that wasn't something you necessarily asked for, but I saw it, and I'm like, mm, nope, this is Seb. Got to get it for it him. It was very cool. It was Cosmos, a G1 Transformer who transforms into a uh, UFO, which was uh, yeah. a really great classic toy. N not one I think I had as a kid, too, so that was pretty cool. No, I don't think either of us had it, um, but yeah, the whole... I mean, it's basically a uh, um, a knockoff of the George Adamski UFO, the kind of like uh, top to a Coleman lantern looking thing. Right, right, definitely. Um, and I, yeah, I just saw it. I'm like, mm, yeah, I've got to get that for him. And I'm really going to be curious to hear about the gift that you got. One of the gifts I, that you got. Yeah, so that that kind of dovetails into what's new in our weird, and and for me at least, was this awesome Christmas gift you got me, which was a literally a stack of fourteen uh, UFO magazines from I think the earliest one I saw was nineteen seventy five, mm. and I think the latest one might have been like nineteen eighty one. Wow, the sweet spot. I love it. Yeah. And it, they've been an absolute hoot mm. to uh, look through. Um, I haven't read any of the articles really closely mm. yet, um, just because, well, life's busy, even when you've got a couple of weeks off. Um, the advertisements are hilarious. Really? Oh, my God. The advertisements are the best. Wow. Um, you know, everything of uh, just, you know, everything from like, hey, do you want to sell stuff wholesale to um, 
uh, like the you know the secrets of witchcraft mm. and controlling people with your mind <laughs> and making stuff appear. Uh, you know, just basically everything that caters to people who might be like, oh, my life is so miserable. I wish I could make it better. I don't know how to make it better. <laughs> Maybe this has the answer. It doesn't have the answer. All it's going to do is empty your bank account. <laughs> um but yeah, there, there, there's some great stuff in there. There's actually, there's an article in one of the magazines um, about Marshall Applewhite huh. of the um, of the Heaven's Gate cult. Um, but like an earlier thing that he did Whoa. and, and quote unquote disappeared. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. article writer, if you only knew. <laughs> Stay tuned, right? Yeah. If you only knew. Yikes. So I really want to go back and read that one. Um, uh, there was apparently a minor UFO flap in the fall of 1976 when I was born mm. here in Northern California. What? No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, um, oh gosh, there's, there's some cattle mutilation stuff mm. already, 1970s. Um, and I was very surprised by how much the term euphonauts was still in use. Oh, interesting. At that point in time. Obviously, we will talk more about euphonauts when we get around to talking about Hellier, of course. Um, but the other the other new thing in my weird is that the guys over at Liminal Earth mm. uh, created a uh, Christmas Spirit Box website. It literally is christmasspiritbox.com. <laughs> um, and up until recently, it had been populated with a bunch of mp3s of um christmas songs okay but there's a script written in this site that um will randomly play um half second long clips of all these songs Mm. creating basically um a a spirit box like uh environment right so instead of just going chop 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 through uh radio stations Mm -hmm. This is going chop, 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 chop through a bunch of MP3s of Christmas songs. Oh, no way. I get it. Yes. Okay. Now, I think, I haven't had a chance to check, but they've they've replaced the um, Christmas MP3s mm. with a bunch of Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> MP3s. <laughs> so you see the idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they've actually made this open source. So if you're running any pretty much anything other than a Windows machine, yeah, um, you can basically set up the software on your own computer, use your own MP3s, and basically create your own spirit box. Yikes. Um, now, I've got a Windows machine, so I can't set it up. But I have helped a couple people um, with like, oh, hey, here's a bunch of songs by the KLF. Okay. You know, um, so let's have a KLF um spirit box i'm still waiting for that to manifest um and then it hit me i'm like wait a second wait one cotton picking second here i've taken all 15 episodes of hellier Mm. which you can actually download as mp4s i have a piece of software that will turn mp4s into mp3s so you could make your own hellier spirit box what the hell i know Wow. I know. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that that those manifest uh early in 2022 here cuz man Yikes. I want to try I want to try those. Yeah, out. seriously. That's that's pretty yeah. intense. I know. Jeez. I know. What about you, Seb? What what have you got going on in your weird world? Well, the month of December was pretty non-weird up until around Christmas time and I'll tell you I uh, Sounds about right. Yeah, I took took some days off of work, went down to mom's house, hung out. 
Um, mom, of course, has recently, uh, you know, cut her cable cord and canceled her Comcast subscription. So, yes. um, you know, we're just sitting around and now TV's off. And, you know, I thought, you know, I can't really watch TV. But what I can do is, you know, watch some of the zillions of old VHS tapes that we have that we recorded off TV in the, 70s, in the 80s and 90s, you know? Yes, and I didn't realize there that many still were around. It, it was quite... Uh, an eye-opener and the weirdest thing that happened was I was watching a tape recording what we taped off of KPIX Channel 5 that was the CBS affiliate in the Bay Area yep yep um, we taped it in 1984 and we taped a broadcast of a family circus Christmas which is the animated special um, it's you know if, if, if our listeners are familiar with that comic strip this was the animated special where the the, the, the child Jeffy summons the ghost of his dead grandpa Anyway. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, in between remarking on how, like, I'm watching all the commercials, all the bumpers. I'm joking with mom about how, how young Dave McElhatton was, the newscaster at the time, you know. Yes. All of a sudden, in the middle of this broadcast, and mind you, the cartoon, the animated special goes on without a hitch. The TV, the commercials change, and all of a sudden the commercials are changed for Chicago. So it's showing ads for hey, there's going to be this Christmas special on WGN Channel 9 in Chicago, the Pat Hurley Christmas cheer show, you know? All of this, Weird. like... Yeah, it was like all of the local commercials from the Chicago affiliate were being broadcast on this old VHS tape. So I'm like, okay, what happened? Did the signals get crossed? Did our family, like, magically transport itself to Chicago in the Christmas of 1984? I have no idea what was going on, but it was pretty weird. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was probably huh. the weirdest thing to happen this month. So. And that 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 was in the middle of watching this family circus. Yeah, it was Christmas. Yeah, it wasn't like the, the the recording ended and it was just something else. It was like the show was still going on. Like the sh- it would have you know the segment of the cartoon show would go to commercials. Cartoon show would come back. We'd go to more commercials. The cartoon show would go back. And yeah, it was just really weird. Really, really that weird. is really weird. Yeah, that is really weird because I know you could get WGN like on a on a cable package. So if the channel had been changed, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But if if it's literally going back to Family Circus Christmas after like a Lou Malnati's commercial, yeah, it was like it was really weird. But um, that is weird. But it was kind of cool to see what the commercials were like in Chicago in 1984. So that was kind of yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very neat. Very neat. Well, 2022 is upon us, friends and weirdos. After two years of pandemic, what does the future hold? Probably more pandemic. Um, Because as we all know, the future is where we will spend the rest of our lives. Now, it would be easy for us to pay homage to the legendary Art Bell, from whom we take much inspiration, and who would host his annual prediction line on New Year's Eve. This year, we're going to go a little kookier and pay tribute to the amazing Criswell. Born Jaron Criswell King on August 18, 1907, the amazing Criswell worked as a radio announcer before buying airtime on Los Angeles TV to hawk the Criswell family vitamins. None of that Alex Jones colloidal silver here, (laughs) no sir. It was during this time that he began a Criswell predicts aspect of his infomercials, making him something of an offbeat local celebrity. Fast forward about 50 years or so, and your hosts here are in a used bookstore in Nevada City, California, when a quirky green and black checked book 
caught their eyes. It was a first edition copy of Criswell Predicts from now to the year 2000. Insert echo effect here. Um, the book became a long-lasting fascination in our family, and now we look at some of his predictions, as well as some of our listeners' predictions for 2022. And I have to say, I have it here in my hot little hands, the Criswell Predicts book. And one of the things that I love about it, um, and I will always marvel at, is that it was literally signed by, not Criswell, by the person who bought the book and dated December 10th, 1968. Mm. Uh-huh. And inside the dust jacket tucked under um, is all the original paperwork that you would have used, like the flyer that would you would have used to order the book. Mm, okay. Um, and it's fantastic because here it is. You know, the little bit that you cut out, that you fill out with uh, your name and stuff uh-huh. to order the book, it is cut out. It is missing. It's obviously been sent in. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to, uh, let's see. Here is Criswell's free gift for you. Free. Oh, boy. <laughs> with each copy of the book Criswell predicts that you order on the attached coupon, Criswell will send you, with his compliments, a large 15 by 22 op art chriswell predicts poster oh wow retail value two dollars and fifty cents <laughs> along with a copy of chriswell's forbidden predictions for foreign countries huh. which do not appear in the chriswell predicts books hmm. and each year you will receive chriswell's sealed predictions all without additional cost or obligation when you send for your copy of Criswell Predicts, $3.95 postpaid, order your copy today. <laughs> My God, I love it. I love it so much that this this bit of history uh, of this book was kept with it and stayed with it all the way until we found it in a used bookstore. Now, now, what was your what's your first memory of when did you first become aware of the existence of Criswell? Um, it was probably seeing the um, it was probably seeing the um, the the Johnny Depp um, Plan Nine or the um, uh, not Plan Nine uh, the the Ed Wood film. Right, the the Tim Burton. Um, yeah, thank you. I think 1994, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was the first time that he really kind of like popped on my radar. I was like, who is this guy? This guy's weird. And then we watched like the actual Plan 9. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we're, was exposed to Criswell that way. Obviously using it at the beginning of the episode this month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? When did you, when did he pop on your radar before that? No, I think it was probably the same. I do remember right around the time that the Tim Burton film came out, they did show a number of Edward films at the, um, the, the town theater, which had just been restored oh, down at the mm-hmm. end of our block. Right. Um, Mom and I went down to see like, um, a movie called Glenn or Glenda. Right. Um, yep. And I, but I'm but I'm I'm sure that not long after that we found the book, which I just thought was so weird and random at the time because it was like, what are the odds, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, and, I, and it, I didn't even know he wrote books, basically, you know. Um, yep. Yeah, exactly. There's there's his his career, um, you know, spanned a lot more than just his work with Ed Wood, mm. um, or or just a couple of books. I mean, he really kind of became like you know, the in thing with some celebrities. I mean, he was even on the Johnny Carson show. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think, uh, I found 
I found uh, YouTube footage, so I pulled the audio from it, and it was New Year's Eve, 1965. So he was making predictions for 1966. Um, Like, Woody Allen was on, and the Muppets were on, and Criswell, and somebody else, and I can't remember who now. But it's pretty funny. Do you want to listen to the audio from it, some of his predictions? Let's do it. Okay, okay, so here we go. Giving you a taste of Criswell, New Year's Eve, 1965, making predictions for 1966. Here we go. Well, a happy new year to you, Criswell. It is a great honor again to be with you and all of your friends on New Year's Eve of 1965. And I'd like to say greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives, whether we want to or not. Well, that's... You can't argue with that. (laughs) My first prediction is that I predict that the year of 1966 will be a year of tricks, deceit, and deception. 1966. He knows. And I further has been working on his expense account already. (laughs) Not in a bad bad year. Excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt there. I further predict that many executives will go on strike in protest against the many new union regulations. What kind of executives? Just executives in general? The average executive, yes. Have our NBC executives gone on? No. They were protesting last week, remember? They they burned their washroom keys. Oh, yes. (laughs) I predict a family coat of arms will be the new fad in America. Yes, a new family American pride in your own personal family right here in America, and the family coat of arms will be your number one fad for 1966. That's interesting. You have a coat of arms? No, I, I have one. I'm not aware of it. But I'm going to get one tomorrow. It would be better if you want to, you know, come out right. I predict a dude and a nude ranch will open somewhere in the Midwest. Dude and a nude. That's right. Somewhere in the Midwest. And I'll lay odds you won't hear a discouraging word either. (laughs) I predict that 10,000 doctors will refuse to practice under Medicare and be replaced by doctors trained by the Pentagon. That's, that's, That's interesting. I predict that the slowest races of all times at the Olympics in Mexico City due to the difficulty of breathing in that high altitude. Well, that, now that, that makes sense. Remember, you were... Yes, I... Ed was in Tijuana once and had difficulty breathing. I remember. <laughs> and here is a rather long-range prediction because I predict that in 1976, people will no longer be buried due to a shortage of land. In fact, there will practically be no more land left anywhere. And I predict that these people will be cremated and placed in compressed, placed compressed in tiny cubes about the size of dice. That's really crapping out, isn't it? <laughs> Wasn't that wild, Ed? Was that, was that just... Was that, was that weird and wacky or, or what? I gotta tell you, that audio clip the the thing for me, I, it was great. The thing for me that jumped out at it was when he starts talking about coats of arms. Yes, because that's that's my main hobby. 
Really? Totally. And um, I gotta tell you, after after thirty years of research, I finally found our family coat of arms, and it's actually mm-hmm. it's actually pretty ugly. Oh. <laughs> so be careful what you look for. But um, <laughs> but no, that that's a great clip. I mean, I really think from what little I research I did, I I think that. Uh, Johnny Carson had a really kind of famous shtick on his show where he would do predictions, and I think his name, his, his character's name was Car- Carswell, like Carson, but it was kind of after Criswell. So I think Criswell sort of inspired, you know, the famous Johnny Carson thing where he's got the big turban and he puts the. Oh no, I think that was Karnak, wasn't it? Was that Karnak? Maybe I'm getting my. I, I, th- I think that's what it was. I'm getting my cars crossed here. I think, but uh... <clears throat> he, um, yeah, he he would have um, he'd have like an, uh, a couple of. Um, uh, questions or something in an envelope he'd hold it to his head he'd rattle off the answers right so the audience has the answers first Mm. and then he would open the envelope read the questions and everybody would laugh because it was it was totally a shtick okay yeah i believe it's the amazing karnak is what he went by karnak but i never really watched johnny carson never watched the tonight show i don't stay up late yeah me neither you know um so i i wanted to kind of look at some of Criswell's predictions mm. that he put in this book in 1968 that he said would happen before the year 2000. Mm. Um, and maybe maybe let's see how well he got it. Yeah. Um, now, I, I feel like I need to preface this discussion with the fact that, um, let's say, attitudes and sensitivities towards certain things in the late 1960s were vastly different mm. than they are uh, nowadays. Mm. So, so we're gonna we're gonna just tackle things as they are. Um, and if there is something where we're like, oh yeah, that really didn't age well, we'll totally mm. call it mm. out. Mm. Um, uh, so, so first off, the very first thing that you hit when you open this book and you get to his first prediction mm. um, is that it calls homosexuality a perversion mm. and that homosexual cities would be set up by the early 1970s. Huh. Interesting. So for starters, yeah, that didn't age well. No. Right. <laughs> it's not a perversion. And there aren't cities set aside just for the gays. They're everywhere. Deal with it. But it's, it's interesting that we get to kind of, uh, I guess, grade his, his predictions, actually, when you think about it. Why not? You know? You know? For their accuracy or, or, or non-accuracy. Um, we, we, we got to make it past, uh, we got to make it past 2000. I think we get to call him out on, on what he got right and what he got wrong. I was actually struck by some of his predictions in this book. Um, yeah. Some of the smaller kind of offhanded predictions that... You know, weren't really kind of massive earth-changing things, but actually weren't that far off from the mark. And either it's like, you know, you could you could potentially say, you know, a broken clock will still be correct twice a day. Like, maybe that's what's going on here. But right. I, I don't know. There were a couple things that made me think. Um, and on page 57 of Criswell Predicts, he goes on to predict that the world's first known set of surviving septuplets would be born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And he was actually only off by about 100 miles. Uh, on, that, wow. On, yeah, on November 19th, 1997, the world's first known surviving set of septuplets were born uh, in Des Moines, Iowa. So that was kind of interesting. And also before the year 2000. And before the year 2000, exactly. Uh, so, okay. I, You know what? I will... I'll give him, like, you know, three-quarters of a point on that right. one. Right. Um, on page 92, 
He goes on to predict that the state of Georgia would adopt a new state constitution in 1977. They actually adopted a new state constitution in 1976. So, hey, that's that's, that's kind of close. Kind of close. That's interesting. Um, here's a weird one. Yeah. Um, uh, in a section called the Aphrodisian Era, hmm. right? He says a scientist trying to invent a better antiseptic will inadvertently create a horny zombie plague. <laughs> now, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't actually say a horny zombie plague. Okay. Um, but the weirdest part of this, and understand, folks, we're not going to hit every last prediction. There are actually a lot of predictions in this book. Hmm. Uh, we're just kind of hitting some of the ones that really stand out to us. Um but the weirdest part of this, given current conspiracy, you know, ness out there in the world right now, is the following passage. And I quote, I predict that the nation will be shocked by the first sensational case which reaches the headlines involving a well-known Washington, D.C. official. The man will be found practicing horrifying types of perversion with young boys and girls in the seclusion of the White House. The man will later be found to be the Secretary of State. Whoa. Now, that's that just this is all that kind of like just cockamamie bonkers you know pizzagate crap Mm, uh right um the whole like you know dark evil you know deep state cult of child molesters and stuff in government and I'm not saying that there might not be some of that, but the fact that here it is in 1968, Criswell of all people kind of like putting that little germination out there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, whoa, um, that's that's a little weird. I'm not saying he's hitting the mark on anything, mm-hmm. uh, but this, yeah, that's, that's just, just with everything in the past, you know, four or five years, it's kind of like, okay, that's hitting a little close to some current uh yeah it definitely has kind of a q vibe for sure yeah a little bit yeah Yeah, and it's just like dude Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. wow okay um here here's one that totally (laughs) did not come to pass but i love it but i love it so far as i know so far as i know i don't remember that this happening denver colorado uh, and it it is it is worth mentioning that there are actually some horrible horrible wildfires uh ripping through colorado right now oh um, as we speak, like sparked today, oh, um, and, and they're having like hurricane force uh, wind gusts oh. through there. It's December, and 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 Colorado is burning, and that that is oh. weird in and of itself. Um, so our hearts go out to um, everyone in Colorado affected by this. The prediction. Uh, has nothing to do with fire, but it did say that Denver, Colorado will be subject to a strange pressure from space mm. and all solids will turn to jelly <laughs> on June 9th, 1989. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, definitely did not happen so far as I know. I, 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 I'm glad it didn't happen, but at the <laughs> same time, I think this one prediction kind of encapsulates like his whole career in one thing because if, if, if there's anything about Criswell's predictions, they're not shy. They're not like those no. fortune cookies you get at a restaurant where the, the prediction is sort of vague and you're kind of like, well, I guess that could be true kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, it's he's definitely, he's putting all the chips in, you know? Um, Completely. I mean, look, I mean, the, what, the... The dude ranch and nude ranch thing that he they predicted oh, on Carson. Yeah, so many of his predictions either have to do with nudism or cannibalism, which is there, just 
it's like every other one it's like something about nudism or something about cannibalism and it's like yeah. wow okay i see i i i feel like we could psychoanalyze criswell by his predictions i think i saw one of the predictions was something like he and the famous actress may west would like go to the moon or go to mars or something like that <laughs> which was just like i mean why not it it from what research I did, it's really kind of crazy because apparently, like, he struck up a really close friendship with Mae West or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was even one of those weird, like, like true Amazing Tales magazines in the 50s where, like, the actual cover of the magazine was, like, this funky image of Criswell and Mae West on a planet wearing spacesuits or something. Oh, yes. D- didn't you send that to me? Yeah, I was like... Yes. Was, oh, my gosh. It was, like, the craziest graphic I've ever seen. It, it is so wild. Oh. It's fantastic. I'll make sure that that goes up on our socials so everybody can see that. That's a weird one. <laughs> um, yeah, Mae West on Mars. I mean, it gets a whole different meaning to come up and see me sometime. I know, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other predictions that caught your eye? Well, uh, there's one on page 31 called Credit Not Cash, mm. and he predicts that, um, and, and I believe the late 1960s was kind of when credit cards were starting to uh, hit the scene, mm. but he, he made a, a, pr- a prediction that purchases would be made through punch card mm. um, and needing energy credits Hmm. and that's what kind of jumped out at me i'm like Hmm. punch card is one thing because that's kind of where computer technology was then right but you need energy credits Hmm. and i'm like is this like some sort of like bizarre like precursor to bitcoin oh right Uh right because bitcoin it's it's all it's all blockchain it's all computer based it's obviously it's a it's a horrible impact on the environment uh-huh, uh-huh. because it requires so much computing power uh in in order to run and i'm just like energy credits mm, huh uh-huh, uh-huh. maybe he had a a much further prediction of bitcoin uh, but just in his 1968 concepts okay um it, you know, there, there, there's a, a, it's actually a really, really long passage. I mean, it's like eight or 10 pages um, talking about a great drought in 1977, followed by massive damaging rains, mm. right? Now, without going into a ton of detail about it. I mean, that honestly, that, that, it's just climate change mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, you know, we're going through a massive drought. We've we've just gotten a bunch of rain. Um, the Sierra snowpack is huge. You know, there's going to be a ton of runoff this year. Um, and at the same time, friends of ours in the Midwest are like, "What the hell, dude? We just set another record high." You know, Arctic ice is melting, droughts, damaging rains. I mean, I hate to say it, but between you and me, and and the dozen or so listeners, hi everyone. Um, you know. Um, Art Bell, uh, his book, The Coming Global Superstorm, is looking a little bit more like a reality right. than than the uh, than the fodder for um, what was it, the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a little weird. But 1977, it wasn't quite that bad. But boy, it is now. Um, (laughs) um, Criswell predicted that flying saucer disclosure would basically happen by 1988. 
<laughs> you know, that's it's funny. I you know, I, at first I poo-poo that, but then I think about last month's episode. Yeah. You know, and it, that's sort of right around the Bob Lazar time period. You know, so that's mm. that's kind of weird. I just thought you know. That. Shoot, I didn't even I didn't even consider that when I put that down. Yeah. I was just putting it down because it's like pff, right. disclosure. Right, right. You know? Yeah. They're still calling for disclosure. Exactly. It's that and then yeah, that's actually that's kind of a good point. Wow. Ooh, weird. Yeah, weird, yeah. Huh. How how bizarre. Yeah. Bob Lazar. Um anyway. Um there is a, a interplanetary meeting uh predicted. Uh it's page fifty seven in the book. Um and it talks about let me let me grab the book here real yeah. quick just to f- refresh my memory mm-hmm. um let's see page 57 here it is it's a very short um las vegas nevada march 10th 1990 the very first interplanetary convention will be held in the new convention center on the famed strip mm. with colony citizens of mars venus neptune and the moon in full representation governor sawyer will make the opening welcome address um now that said even though it sounds like something out of the expanse um that didn't happen but strangely enough um as i was doing working on the show notes i would look at a lot of these predictions especially ones that had specific places and dates and try to find something close to that Mm -hmm. um so strangely enough the landmark hotel and casino uh closed on august 8th 1990 uh, and was torn down to become the new parking lot for the Las Vegas Convention Center. Huh. I know, nothing to do with interplanetary meetings, although I, there would be multiple, like, um, UFO congresses and stuff yeah, to like, happen in Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is a big site for, like, UFO conventions and things, you know? Yep. So that's kind of interesting. Yep, exactly. Now, now here's the next two, I think, are a little bit closer mm. to On the Mark. Okay. Um, so actor shocks nation, 1969, right? This is page 63. Mm -hmm. He goes, I predict that a well-known movie actor of purest white reputation. That's a phrase that hasn't aged well. Um, a veritable all American boy will be arrested in October, 1969 on a charge of white slavery. (laughs) It will be exposed that this man and several of his colleagues have kept more than 30 young runaway girls Mm -hmm. in slavery Mm -hmm. in the secretly excavated basement of his Beverly Hills mansion, Mm -hmm. where they have performed inhuman acts of sadism on these young girls Mm -hmm. and have killed seven of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I get it. He actually uh, brings up some very specific points, mm. right? The the number of people captive, exactly, you know, what city this mansion is in. But could we not also be kind of close to the LaBianca murders mm. and Charles Manson? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just hearing that description, the first thing that comes into my mind is, in, I mean, yeah. in Southern California, there's runaway girls. I mean, Manson, I don't think he was an actor, but he was definitely involved in the music scene. So he's yes. sort of like a quasi-entertainer, I guess. I, I And I feel like, and I, I I didn't have time to look it up, but I feel like at one point, like, he maybe wanted to make a movie. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, well, he lived at that weird Spawn movie ranch where they filmed, like, old westerns and stuff that too you know so that's exactly yeah yeah so and it, it, there, there there's our monthly train signal everyone yes. for you guys listening at home <laughs> with your bingo cards Woo-hoo! Yes. <laughs> it's no steam locomotive but we'll take it yeah. um so yeah that that one there's just yeah, that's... there's just enough peril to kind of make me go okay maybe maybe he was seeing this 
but you know, just the location was off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little bit. It's possible. Um, yeah. So the next one, this one really kind of jumped out at me, and I was like, "Wait, just a minute." Okay. Um, let me flip to it just so I can get over oh, here. Mexico City, 1985. Right now, just that as the title i went wait a second mm. wasn't there something in mexico city in 1985 i'm like i watched the news way too much as a kid mm. i feel like i remember something now here's what the prediction read mexico city built on a dry lake bed surrounded by volcanoes will be a ghost city by 1985 mm. slowly the city is sinking into the lake bed all efforts to save it are failing the speed of its sinking will begin to increase in 1974 mm. Sink inch in 1968 will be about one inch. In 1969, an inch and a half. In 1972, three inches. In 1975, seven inches, all in caps, exclamation point. The quicksand bed of the lake will compress more and more rapidly, and by government decree, the capital of Mexico will be evacuated in 1985. Yeah. So, in 1985, there actually was a very large earthquake in mexico city okay um and i've got just the like the wikipedia entry for that um it was um a very large morning of 19th september at seven in the morning a momentary magnitude of eight on the richter scale yeah um and there were um large aftershocks one of them uh measured 7.5 as an aftershock which is that's you know, bigger than the Loma Prieta quake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we experienced. That was just a seven. Um, so, okay, the city didn't sink, um, but they did have a very large natural disaster in Mexico City right. in 1985. Yeah. So, it's pretty close. Mm, yeah. Okay, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, he also predicted that TV replaces all newspapers in 1980. <laughs> no, but the internet almost did that about 30 or 40 years later. Yeah, pretty much. Although, interestingly enough, I think, I think CNN launched in 1980. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Mm. Um, and that, of course, being a 24-hour news station, the first 24-hour news station, that's kind of, now I've got, I've got to just check it that's really quick. I think you're right, though. I think 1980. Yeah, June 1st, 1980. Hot damn. There you go. Whoa. Okay. Wow, yeah. Okay. So not quite replacing newspapers, but TV news, 1980. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think probably most, I mean, I would have to say these days most Americans get their news from the internet, but probably mm-hmm. in the around 2000, I would say more people would probably get their news from TV rather than newspapers. So, yeah, I think he's probably right. Yeah, I think in 2000, yeah, you're probably right. I think in 1980, I I think most people were still getting newspapers and they were probably watching just the local news. Right, or the radio. Yeah, exactly. Or, yes, I think radio news, obviously. I think radio news, I think even now, is still Mm. uh, big with certain segments of the population. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And here's a classic. I know we we talked about um, uh, paying homage to Art Bell and his, his annual... Uh, prediction open lines uh, on New Year's Eve. Um, even Criswell got in on this. He said that the poles, the North and South Pole, will shift in 1982. Um, that also is a no. That didn't happen in 1982. But that would be a topic of interest that would come up uh, on Art Bell's program 
time and time again. Right. So this is that weird phenomenon like every, oh, I don't know, every 20,000 years or something like that, the magnetic poles switch or something? Right. Is that what's going on? Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. The the magnetic pole shift. Now, now, strangely enough, in recent years, there has been uh, scientific proof that they are, they are wandering quite a bit more than they have Ooh. previous. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, definitely not 1982. We'll see if it happens in 2022. That's got to be weird, though. That's got to be like, we'd probably see like birds getting lost and all sorts yep. of weird things would happen for sure. Yeah, that'll be a strange one. Um, and you know what? I tell you, we've got enough strange stuff going on as it is <laughs> right now. Um, so th- those were the ones. Now, the book itself, I- I'll tell you right now, uh, if you can get yourselves a copy of this, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It is... It is a heaping uh, 141 pages worth of Criswellian goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would like to say Criswellian greater than Orwellian, um, just because it's more entertaining, if anything. <laughs> and like you said, lots of nudis- nudism and cannibalism. Yeah, so if, those are your, if, you're, if you're into those things, uh, check it I, out. I, I don't think you had any nude cannibals at any point. No, that, oh, that would have been weird. Oh, you know, I, I did find a couple of fun facts about Crizzle and doing the research for tonight's episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit um, me with them. Okay, so uh, the first, which I thought was kind of weird, I've actually met and had my photograph taken two actors who have portrayed Criswell on the silver screen. No um, kidding. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones, who portrayed Criswell in the aforementioned Tim Burton film Ed Wood. Yeah. As well as a actor by the name of Eric Lobo, who portrayed Criswell in a recent remake of Plan 9 from Outer Space. Is is that the same uh, Lobo of Mister Lobo, yes. who friend of friend of Olaf Phillips, friend of the show, friend of ours? Yes, yes, Mister Lobo. Who, okay. Who is a, a well-known um, late night uh, uh, kind of horror movie host type deal. Yeah, creature feature kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see, Criswell. He appeared on Broadway in wow. 1936 in Dorian Gray, an adaptation by Criswell of the Oscar Wilde novel. Okay, wait, wait, wait. An adaptation by Criswell? Yeah, not only did Criswell... Criswell adapted Dorian Gray for Broadway in the 1930s? Talk about a renaissance man. Not only is he an actor, but he, he, he's, a, he's a writer, too. Um, I never would have guessed. He published a couple books in 1939 on... Uh, there were handbooks, one on songwriting and one on script writing. So that was kind of interesting. Um, this this thing I found... I found one weirdly, weird little thing, which was kind of interesting. Um, most of the research I was able to do... Um, state that Criswell kind of got into the um, prediction business maybe by the, the late 1940s. Okay. I found a couple articles in the um, Los Angeles Daily newspaper saying that Criswell was already um, prophesizing in the Los Angeles Inner Voice Church in 1942. Hmm. And one of the articles actually described Criswell as, quote, America's foremost medium and, quote, the new Nostradamus. So, Oh, boy. Yeah, as early as 42, he really kind of was, was doing his thing. Um, oh, wait a second. I'm looking at this first one. The Reverend Dr. Jaron King Criswell? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, when 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 did he start uh, practicing religious medicine? Uh, th- this is a great question. Um, I th- <laughs> it's, it sounds like he may have. Uh, I mean, I guess before he was an amazing, he was a doctor and a reverend. So, um, um, I, 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 now I could be totally wrong here, right. and I'm, I'm if I am wrong, I I will gladly eat my words. Okay. Um, 
But um, I, I think Criswell is probably as much a religious doctor as uh, Frank Strangis was. <laughs> yes, I think probably Criswell. Um, yeah, I think it's, he was as much a doctor probably as like some of those like medicine show kind of doctors were. In my that's my guess. Yes. Um, yes. Let's see what else. What else is pretty good? Uh, there was something called Criswell Predicts, which was a daily television series broadcast from yep. 1953 to 1961 on mm-hmm. KLAC-TV down in L.A. And tragically, it appears that no episodes of the series have been known to survive in the 50 years since its cancellation due to white tape wiping practices at the time. Oh, which yeah. Is, which is just, just horrible. It's how we also lost a bunch of Doctor Who episodes oh, that they're now is that true? animating. Yes. Really? Yeah, there's a, a number of uh, mostly Second Doctor and some First Doctor adventures oh, wow. um, where the BBC wiped the tapes. But some fan, like back in the day, they literally recorded the audio of the episodes. Oh, no way. And so using those, um, they have been going through and uh, recreating um, the stories using animation. Oh, wow. So um, the audio and, is the actual audio from the old days, but not the visual. Right. Okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So um, I totally get the tape wiping thing. But wow. uh, it's it's that's sad. That's, that's a bummer because I would have loved to see some of that stuff in action. Totally. Um, and also apparently in the 1960s, he pleaded no contest in Los Angeles County Superior Court for receiving stolen property. And it looks like he had three or four stolen... Of all things, typewriters in his apartment. So, <laughs> who who needs four typewriters? He's a busy man. He's got to write all these predictions, you know. I guess so. Just going from one to the next to the next and just <laughs> cranking them all out. I have no idea. Now, That's wild. Now I got to ask you. I got to ask you a serious question here. I got to yes, ask please, you a serious please. question. Yeah. Do you believe that predictions can be made? I mean, and I don't mean like <sighs> I'm going to predict tomorrow that the sun's going to come up, or I'm going to predict that. Right, yeah. you know that 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 you know the dishwasher chime will inevitably go off yeah. while I'm recording, right? Right, right, right. Um, thankfully, it went off before we started recording. Um, yeah, I, I I think it is possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you even I think a little more than a year ago emailed me and was like, "Dude, I had this really oh, vivid yeah. dream right. of a plane crashing in like Wales on Valentine's Day." That's right. That's right. Like, uh, he's like, "I don't need, need you to do anything with this. Yeah. Just hang on to this yep. info in case something happens." And it didn't happen. No, no, yeah, because I wanted to get like a timestamp on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think it can. I, I don't think it's i don't think it's predictable i I don't think that every last thing that is predicted Mm. uh uh, by people uh whether they just come up with it off the top of their heads or if it comes to them in some sort of uh hypnagogic state or 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 in a dream state or something Mm. um not all of it is obviously going to come true but i i I think it's possible. And if, if nothing else, it's more fun to at least believe it's possible. See, I was thinking about this question, and at first I was getting kind of like, I was shying away from it because I, the, the thing was for me, like the question is, can, can the future be predicted is really another way of asking, do I believe in free will or not, right? Because it's like, if tomorrow, if somebody predicts tomorrow that tomorrow I will leave my apartment and a coconut will fall off a tree and hit me in the head, right? Do you have coconuts growing near your apartment? Not really. But oh, okay. um, 
I mean, presumably, like, if that was really going to happen, then the fact that I even was going to leave the house tomorrow was something that was already, like, written, you know? And I had no control over... I like to think mm-hmm. that I have full control over whether or not I leave my apartment tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have that free will choice. But, you know, if the future can be predicted, then I really don't have free will. And me leaving the house and walking under a coconut tree is something that is going to happen 100% whether or not I, I want it to or not. But then I started thinking about it, and it's like, well, maybe, maybe for some people in this life, their future is already written. But for some people, it isn't written. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'm getting hung up. Maybe I'm being too binary. Maybe I'm, I, I shouldn't think like it's either one or the other for everybody. You know, maybe some yeah. people, their future is written and some people, their future isn't written, you know? And so then I thought, well, okay, that that's a theory that you could preserve free will for people like me who like to think that I have to see. Um, <laughs> but it also preserves the, the possibility of fortune telling, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't even chalk it up to that uh, that much. I mean, if 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 you looked at just all the predictions that are made, and I've even got some listener predictions here in just a minute. Um, if you look at all the ones that are made, and then go, okay, here's all the ones that we can say more or less came true. <clears throat> I, I, I would imagine it's actually a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you are trying to see the future, what you may be seeing is is a very influx quantum state. Mm. Um, and where, where certain things may be, certain things may not be. Um, and at that point, I mean, it's, it's basically like rolling a six-sided dice and saying, I predict a three is going to come up, mm. you know? And maybe it comes up, but maybe it's the one, the two, the four, and the five, and the six that come up. Right, right. So it, it's, you know, I, th- I think the, f- the, the, the free will is always there. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, I think that in terms of trying to predict the future, um, such a small percentage can be classified as actually coming to pass is that, you know, there's, there's enough space in all of that that you know we're not contradicting free will Uh if if we were predicting stuff with such accuracy that it was like you know to the minute to the second it's going to be this color here's the license plate Mm -hmm. on the buick that's going to hit you or whatever you know okay then then yes there there may be something very much uh, other at work um and it may be an insurance scam uh in that Mm -hmm. case if we've got that much detail but anyway anyway yeah totally and and we'd be curious to know what you think feel free to tweet at us at all night geeks and uh have you made a prediction have you had something come true like that have you had a um you know a a dream prediction or a hypnagogic prediction going oh my gosh my my uncle is going to choke on a chicken bone and then he does and hopefully hopefully survived um anyway before we dive into the archive, um, I put out the call on Twitter and uh, most recently on Instagram uh, saying, hey, the new year is here. Um, what do you all predict for 2022? And, and I appreciate everyone who, who retweeted it and, and tried to get it out further. Um, and for some of you who retweeted it, why didn't you answer? Um, it felt like pulling teeth at some point. Um, but we did 
get some predictions. Uh, Seb, think about it. I'm going to ask you for uh, some predictions for 2022 here yeah. uh, in just a moment. Uh, but uh, a listener, uh, and I will say friend of the show, one of the co-hosts of the Two Witches podcast, SJ, uh, predicts that we will see President Kamala Harris in 2022. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, no explanation as to how that may come about. Uh, certainly, your imagination may give you some reason as to how that comes about. But at some point, we will see President Kamala Harris in 2022. Uh, they also predict that they'll be back on their BS uh, personally by September of 2022. Um, I fully support that and hope it's before September, SJ. That's all I'm going to say. And also, lots more Shrek. Shrek? Shrek oh. in 2022. Uh, if if you uh, listen to Two Witches, uh, there is a whole Shrek curse oh. thing going on um yes yes uh you'll you'll have to go listen to their show um or search the hashtag shrek curse uh on twitter to learn more about that uh because if i try to explain it it's going to be um uh, uh, a listener by the name of green finhawk predicts huge volcanic eruptions worldwide and in places where volcanoes have been dormant for thousands of years Uh Lots of rain and wind, too. Um, so, yes, uh, those of you who, who live near dormant volcanoes, double-check your uh, house's insurance policy for 2022, according to Green Finhawk. That's kind of a Criswellian prediction, almost. A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. We, we will see how that goes. Uh, you know, the Earth is a uh, dynamic and often explosive uh, sphere. Mm. Um, I also had to, since since he couldn't join us uh, tonight, I had to ask our co-host, John, if he had any predictions mm. for 2022, and, and he hit us with a few. Uh, I was very thrilled oh. by. Um, as you know, John and I host podcast. It's a Doctor Who podcast. Um, and... Um, the, the 13th Doctor is coming to the end of her run in 2022. Um, and so there is going to be, you know, uh, uh, a new actor taking on the role. Uh, and he predicts that by the, uh, sorry, not by, in the third week of July, oh, wow. we will find out who is playing the 14th Doctor. Oh, fascinating. Okay. So mark your calendars. He also says we will have a new UFO sighting um, that will be uh, so momentous as to garner serious national news coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he predicts that neon colors are going to make a huge comeback. Hmm. So um, I'm very excited by that because all the color block stuff that uh, you know I bought up and I loved back when I was like 13. Yeah, uh, it's all coming back, baby. Thank you, thank you, John, for that. I'm on board. I'm gonna bust out my uh, my uh, neon colored quicksilver uh, puffer jacket, uh, and we're good to go. And he, lastly, he predicts that in 2022, scientists will discover that the Tasmanian tiger is not extinct. Oh wow! Yeah, because they isn't that the one that they they think went extinct in the early 20th century? Like there might even be some silent film footage of. Yes, like, the I last believe nineteen. 36 or something right. might have been the 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 quote-unquote last tasmanian tiger right, right. um and yeah so that i mean 
maybe i know that there have been some people who who really thought that they had found one and they sequenced the dna and it wasn't oh, uh, but that would have been pretty amazing so so seb yes let me ask you right. give me a prediction for 2022 my bro okay so i predict that in the year 2022 i will get a new cell phone um, which actually <laughs> is probably going to have to happen because Verizon is shutting down their 3G service that year, and my 15-year-old flip phone will probably cease to exist. Um, and, and I and I promise to sit down with you and teach you how to use a smartphone. <laughs> well, I hey, I didn't say I'm getting a new smartphone. I said I'm getting a new cell phone. And oh, I, good lord! I might go for you know I might go for like one of those flip phones they sell senior citizens on TV. I don't know. Oh my god! Um, with giant with giant the numbers. Giant, the giant numbers for and, and, and then I'll use that for another 15 years. You know. Um, no, uh, what's a good prediction? Um, uh, I guess, well, I mean, I guess bacon's going to get a little bit more expensive in California, but that's not really, you don't have to be a psychic to see that happening. Um, no, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that, um, I think that the pandemic will, will I don't think the pandemic's going to go away, but I think it's going to become the kind of thing where it's like, like each year there's a new flu shot and some years it works better it's... than other years and some years a lot of people take it or don't take it. You know what I mean? endemic yes yes yeah that's the yeah. kind of thing i think yeah i think that's probably gonna happen I or crystallize think, in 2022 I, I i was gonna say i think that's a pretty safe bet right um do you have unfortunately any, do you have um or? man today's like the wrong day to ask me because i've just read just too much stuff about uh unicron i mean omicron Om- omicron <laughs> unicron <laughs> i keep i keep wanting to say omnicron and it's not it's omicron omicron um the 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 newest transformer variant um and it's just it's depressing oh it's utterly depressing and and i'm i'm not in a good headspace to be like mm. here's what's gonna happen i'm like we're all gonna catch it yeah vaxxed boosted doesn't matter we're all gonna catch it i'm like uh but um I I'm closing my eyes. I'm trying to think here. I predict that um, that we will actually have um, an incredibly active um, tornado season. Oh, okay. Uh, in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, and not just in like the traditional tornado alley. Um, it's it's going to be uh, o- over more. Of the Midwest, both north, south, and a little bit more west. Okay. Uh, I'm talking like, um, you know, the eastern half of Colorado through Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, it's it's going to be a longer season. It's going to start earlier. Uh, it's going to last longer and will definitely overlap with hurricane season. I like it. I like it. And I think, I think... I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to do a real prediction now. Not, not a, not a jokey one. (laughs) Not a, not a, I'm going to buy a new car this year. I'm going to buy a new car, right? Um, Although that might actually happen this year too. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to predict that the James Webb, the new James Webb Space Telescope. Yes. Yes. Named after that famous guy on Dragnet. Just the facts, sir. Um, (laughs) I predict that the James Webb Space Telescope is going to somehow managed to record some of the television broadcasts that have been lost through tape wiping over these over the decades <laughs> such as the Criswell show and the Doctor Who show yes which by the way I watched my first Doctor Who in about 30 years last week and it was yeah, great which which was the the 1996 TV movie which was not actually all that good <laughs> not not universally I think it's adored. great that you watched it <laughs> 
Um, I think it's hilarious that we still had it on tape. Well, the commercials um, were solid gold. You are definitely a fan of commercials, and I, I, I'm not surprised one bit, and I'm right there with you. Um, I have to say, I, I just on that same kind of tip, um, I got some of the classic Doctor Who Blu-rays mm. uh, uh, sets, like entire seasons, uh, for Christmas, and they are so jam-packed okay. with like interviews and bonus materials and... Um, all sorts of just fantastic um, bonus features. Okay. That it's literally all I've watched for like the past three nights. Wow. Um, I've just put stuff on. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, kids in bed. Um, I'm just going to sit down. I don't want to toss in this, you know, uh, this DVD. And it's like, oh, hey, here's, you know, here's all the actor or here's a handful of actors from this particular story. And they revisit like, the the towns and the places where these stories were uh filmed mm. and they just recount like what it was like filming on location for this that and the other thing and it's just it's for a, a doctor who nerd like me it's it's fantastic wow that's awesome i love it so much um because after that it's like i'm gonna start flipping through some old ufo magazines <laughs> those are good i would not be surprised if those generate some show topic ideas speaking of which seb we need to figure out what we are doing for february we do this is but true. we will do that after we wrap up with everyone here and before we even do that every month even in 2022 this is an easy prediction to make seb is going to dig into the old-timey newspaper archives to honor the story of high strangeness seb there's no link this month, I don't get to look at it, but what do we have this month? Yes, we have arguably the strangest story that I found thus far. Oh boy. So this is an article, it's actually an, an obituary that was published in the British Medical Journal on September 7th, 1968. They published obituaries, huh, okay. They did, yes. And it reads in part, quote, Dr. J.C. Barker, consultant psychiatrist and deputy medical superintendent of Shelton Hospital, Shrewsbury died on August 20th after a short illness. He was 44. Okay. John Charles Baker was born on 11 July 1924. He was educated at Tonbridge School, Queen's University, Belfast, Cambridge, and St. George's Hospital. He was a prolific writer and contributed to many journals, as well as being the author of two books. One of these, Scared to Death, concerned a psychic behavior in which he was interested. Oh. He was a member of the Society for Psychical Research. His interest in the rare and unusual, particularly the occult, probably started by an investigation into the alleged haunting by John Hunter of the old library at St. George's Medical School. Hmm. In later years, he went on to investigate the subject of precognition. His views were colored by unorthodox. It was therefore inevitable that he did not have a smooth passage through life, unquote. Now, that's the obituary, but this true story behind Dr. Barker is more than meets the eye. And it kind, oh. of, it kind of fits for tonight's episode. All right. As we rearrange furniture in your apartment. Yes. <laughs> now, what the British Medical Journal does not mention is that in 1967, Dr. Barker arranged for the Evening Standard newspaper to open a premonitions bureau. Oh, okay. Readers were invited to mail in premonitions, which would be scored for unusualness, accuracy, and timing. Now, Barker was convinced of the reality of premonitions and hoped that his premonitions bureau could serve as an early warning system for disaster wow barker wrote that quote ideally the system would need to be linked with a computer with practice it should be possible to detect patterns or peaks which might even suggest the nature and possible date time and place of a disaster unquote hmm. 
Now here's where it's going to get even stranger. A 53-year-old piano teacher named Kathleen Middleton and Alan Hensher, a 44-year-old telephone operator for the British Post Office, were two of the highest scoring contributors to the project. Hensher Hensher correctly predicted the number of people who died during the crash of a Bristol Britannia passenger aircraft in Cyprus on April 20th, 1967. 124 people in the initial crash. Okay. Middleton corrected, per, correctly predicted both the Hither Green rail crash on November 5th, 1967, which was Britain's sixth worst rail disaster in terms of death toll, 49 deaths. Mm-hmm. And she could correctly predicted the assassination of Robert Kennedy. Hmm. And, and mind you, these are all predictions that are like mailed into the newspaper ahead. Yeah. Now here's where it gets kind of weird. In early 1968, both Middleton and Hensher had visions of Dr. Barker's imminent death. Uh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> Barker died in August 1968 of a brain hemorrhage. So there you go. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean... Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I guess I, I guess be careful what you ask for, or you know, be careful what you try to learn. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, and and the fact that he, you know, got this the, this newspaper to set up a predictions bureau. That's just. Yeah. I, I love it. It's a pretty good idea, actually. But, yeah. Um, no, completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I love it. Food for thought. I love it very much. So, and folks, I mean. <sighs> Right now, 2022 is an unwritten journal open before us. Um, we don't actually know what's going to happen. <laughs> it could be an awesome year. God, I hope it is. Yeah, for sure. It it, it could be an absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> and we've had too many of those lately. The roaring 20s, yeah. Yeah, roaring with the dumpster fire. Um, but whatever does happen this year, we hope it's an awesome year for you. We hope you keep coming back and joining us every single month. Um, we appreciate you listening. And hey, uh, you know, I'm going to mention it now. Um, not only do we always want you to like rate and review us, and most everybody goes to Apple for that, um, but Spotify now actually, they don't do reviews, but they do let you uh, give stars. Oh. Um, so you can at least do that much. Um, and if you would hop on to Spotify, if that's where you listen to us, um, and I mean, give us an honest rating. Everybody who says, oh, give us five stars, give us five stars. Well, yes, everybody wants that. But give us an honest rating. That's what we really want. Um, we would appreciate it. Get, get us more listeners in 2022. That's, that's our prediction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is it for this month. First month of 2022. Oh, man, 22. 2022. Like, <laughs> we're, we're there. This is... We are now like, we're in the future. We are now in the future. This is true. We are. Thank you for joining us on this adventure into the weirdness that surrounds us every day and has ever since, you know, Criswell was predicting way back in the day. Uh, if you've had an experience that you want to share with us or if you have questions, heck, if you've had some sort of premonition, you can email us at allnightgeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Twitter at allnightgeeks. You can follow me at BusBuddha71, and you can follow Seb at Clan McMuffin. Oh, man, I need a McDonald's breakfast now. Um, hey, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, that old Spotify, uh, and be sure to rate and review us as well. Just as importantly as that, please share us with your friends. Use us to confound your enemies, even. <laughs> Word of mouth goes a long way to spread the love around, and we would appreciate it if you told at least one friend about the podcast. Um, we want to give big 
Huge thanks to the Ghoulies for letting us use Hot Rods from Outer Space from their album Midnight in America as our intro and outro music. Um, and also, being a Colorado-based band, our hearts and thoughts go out to them. We hope everyone is okay um, in this crazy wildfire they're having right now. Um, but by all means, give them a follow on social media and hit up the ghoulies. Uh, sorry, I messed that up. I always want to put a dot there. The Ghoulies Denver dot bandcamp.com to buy their music um we've got merchandise that's right that's over it's shop.spreadshirt.com slash n-o-t-l-g that's shirts buttons even stickers go check that out and huge thanks as always to kate the steam-powered mouse for doing the show's artwork i feel like i've been saying it since the show started if not before obviously we are still in a pandemic it's actually getting kind of worse. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be saying that. Um, you know, um, mask up. Like, seriously, even if you're vaxxed and boosted, like, go get some proper KN95s. Um, those cloth masks you've been using, they're not doing it anymore. Get yourself some good ones. Um, and uh, be safe. Stay safe. Get boosted. Wash your hands. All that important stuff. Don't forget to wipe your butt. Um, that should go without saying. I'm not going to say that again. I'm sorry. Um I'm on a roll. You'd think I'd had like a beer tonight or something. I haven't. Um, but help out local artists. Help out local mm-hmm. businesses. Um, hopefully you did that over Christmas. Let's keep doing that into 2022. Uh, please support them first. If you've done that, if you're still masked, if you've gotten your booster, and you still want to throw a few bones our way, you can do that over at patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. And that is it for us this month. We will catch you in February. We'll catch you next month. And in the meantime, um, get out safely and go find something weird. Good night. Take care, folks. <laughs> who who needs four typewriters? He's a busy man. He's got to write all these predictions, you know? I guess so. Just going from one to the next to the next and just <laughs> cranking them all out. I have no idea. <laughs>